You are now listening to the Griot's Black Podcast Network, Black Culture Amplified. Hello. Welcome back to another episode of the podcast you know and love, or maybe you don't even know about it, or maybe you don't even love us. But today we're going to talk about uh, some conservative ideas. Maybe that'll make you love us more. In fact, what I want to talk about is like what really are conservative ideas, because a lot of the stuff that we just put into the category of conservatism aren't really conservative ideas. And that's why I want to welcome you to the Griot Daily, the only podcast that asks the question, does conservative just mean white? Yeah, so so let's get into it, right? Because a lot of times we'll talk about stuff and you know, this started because of a, a a tweet I saw that said Frederick Douglass was a conservative. And I was like, how? Right. And it was because Frederick Douglass had these ideas about working hard and about getting an education. And people ascribe that to the conservative ideology. But that's not really a conservative thing. It's not like, you know progressives or liberals or Democrats be like, nah, man, I don't be caring about no education, right? Like, I think like we should just get government handouts and stop doing all this work. No, that's not really a political ideology shared by either side, right? So how do these things become conservative? Why do we ascribe them to the conservative movement? Well, it's partly because the conservative movement has always been anti-black or pro-white, whichever way you want to look at it, right? So when you talk about conservative, first of all, I want to say that like we're not talking about Democrats or Republicans because, you know, before FDR, the Democratic Party was the conservative party. It was the white party. So we're not talking about arbitrary names assigned to arbitrary political parties or political positions. We're talking about actual conservatism, right? So it's conservative to say you want small government. You think uh, the federal government shouldn't be involved in, you know, determining individual choice or determining what states should decide. But then if that is a conservative foundation, if that is a conservative premise, then why do cons- conservatives support pro-life, right? Why do they, are they anti-abortion, right? Because what they're saying is that the government should be able to tell women what to do with their bodies. Anti-abortion positions aren't really conservative. In fact, they're very liberal. They are for big government. Same thing with, like, the idea of law and order and supporting police, right? Like, a real conservative would say people should have the liberty to decide whatever they want to do as long as it doesn't hurt harm their fellow citizens. That is conservatism, right? So conservatives really wouldn't be pro-police. 
they would object to police trampling on individual rights to life, liberty, the pursuit of pleasing, right? They would be against Blue Lives Matter, but because police disproportionately brutalize and kill black people, conservatives tend to support police, right? And the same thing is true with a number of issues, right? Take, take education, right? Like conservatives always say like, we should value education, but then they want to restrict what teachers can teach, right? They demonize real black history as critical race theory, not because they want teachers and local school boards to have control over curriculum. They want a, a national law against critical race theory because it might go against conservative principles, but it is also anti-black. And that's why they support it. So a lot of the things that we think of as conservative aren't really conservative. It's just white, right? Like, now here's a good one. Like the whole Christian evangelical movement. Well, you know, studies show like this one we're going to put up on the screen right now. Like it's probably up as I'm saying this. Yeah, that, that study shows that black people are more likely to attend church than even Christian conservatives, than Republicans, than white people. Why is the evangelical movement or Christianity automatically given to the conservative side of the aisle? Because they use Christianity as a gateway to what they call Western civilization, to white nationalism, to all of these principles that are really just anti-black, right? Like, you know, uh, Islamophobia, right? This is a, a, a Christian country now, bro, right? A real conservative would say, you should keep the government out of your religion or religion out of your government. That's a Christian principle. That is a conservative principle, but not these Republicans. They want to put Jesus in everything. They want the Bible to define what a man or a woman is. They think transgenderism and, and homosexuality is against their Bible, but those are conservative principles. Those are discriminatory principles. Those are white principles. It has nothing to do with people who want to restrict the size of government. It has nothing to do with fiscal responsibility. Oh, there's another one, right? So the government handouts things, right? Like, like conservatives are against government handouts, except when it comes to farmers, of course, or, or, or except when it comes to the military, right? Like they want, they're not fiscally responsible when it comes to funding the military because they want a big federal military, which the original conservatives actually opposed, right? Like the original conservatives actually argued against a federal 
military or a federal army because they wanted those rights to be retained by the states. And it was really about, you know, the fear of slave revolts. Like, what if that big federal national army started letting black people join, join and, and gave them guns? Would those black people come and free the slaves? Nah. I mean, that's literally the reason we have a Second Amendment. Look it up. Which brings me to the Second Amendment. Why do conservatives always argue against state control of guns, right? Common sense gun control. Like, we should already know that, like, the federal government isn't going to come and get send jackbooted thugs to take away your guns. But whenever a state tries to regulate guns, conservatives are against it. But I thought they wanted the rights to be retained by the states, right? Like, that's the whole argument about the Second Amendment. Except, you know, it's not a conservative principle. It's an anti-black principle because they'll send those black people shooting police into black neighborhoods to get the guns from black people because they're not really anti-gun. They're not really conservative. It's just anti-black. It's white. And, and that's why we have to start thinking about these terms and ascribing these ideas to conservative movements. Conservatives don't work harder than anybody else. They don't value education more than anybody else. They're not more Christian or more religious than anybody else. Their principles aren't based on any hierarchy of morality or any outstanding sense of ethics. Those aren't conservative principles. Now, if you want to talk about fiscal responsibility, then a real conservative would say, hey, if we're Christians and we believe in ethics and morals and doing what's right, we should give the black people the money that they worked for because that would be the Christian moral thing to do. But they ain't going to do no reparations because they ain't real conservatives. If you were a real conservative, you would say, hey, we got to stop police from policing black people this way because it intrudes on their rights. A real conservative would say that, but not these fake conservatives because they're anti-black. They don't have a political party. They don't have a political ideology unless you count white supremacy as a religion as a political party, as an ideology. And that's what it is. When we say conservative, we really mean white. And that's why you got to keep watching this podcast. That's why you've got to subscribe to it. That's why you got to tell a friend. And that's why you got to download that Griot app. And that's why we always leave you with a black say. And today's black saying is, if it's all white, it's all right. We'll see you on the next episode of the Grio Daily. If you like what you heard, please give us a five-star review 
download the Grio app, subscribe to the show, and to share it with everyone you know. Please email all questions, suggestions, and compliments to podcast at negrio.com. I'm political scientist, author, and professor, Dr. Christina Greer, and I'm host of The Blackest Questions on the Griot's Black Podcast Network. This person invented ranch dressing around 1950. Who are they? I have no idea. This all began as an exclusive Black History trivia party at my home in Harlem with family and friends. And they got so popular, it seemed only right to share the fun with our Griot listeners. Each week, we invite a familiar face on the podcast to play. What was the name of the person who was an enslaved chief cook for George Washington and later ran away to freedom? In 1868, this university was the first in the country to open a medical school that welcomed medical students of all races, genders, and social classes. What university was it? No, th this is why I like doing stuff with you because I leave educated. I was not taught this in Alabama public schools. Question yeah. number three, you ready? Yes, let me okay. try to redeem myself. How did we go from Kwanzaa to like, these obscure like the New York Times crossword from a Monday to a Saturday. Right or wrong? Because all we care about is the journey and having some fun while we do it. I'm excited and also a little nervous. Oh, listen, no need to be nervous. And as I tell all of my guests, this is an opportunity for us to educate ourselves because Black history that. is American history. So we're just going to have some fun. Listen, some people get zero out of five. Some people get five out of five. It doesn't matter. We're just going to be on a little intellectual journey together. Latoya Cantrell? That's right, Mary okay. Latoya Cantrell. Hercules Posey. Mm. Born in 1754, and he was a member of the Mount Vernon slave community widely admired for his culinary skills. I'm going to guess Afropunk. Close. It's okay. Afro-Nation. So last year, according to my research, it's Samuel Wilson, a.k.a. Falcon. Wrong. <laughs> Wrong. I, I, am, I am disputing this. I'm very, 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 very 99.9999 sure that it is Representative John Lewis, who is also from the state of Alabama. That lets you know, Christina, we got some goodness come out of Alabama. There is something in the water in Alabama, and you are absolutely correct. The harder they come. Close. Oh, wait, uh, the harder they fall? That's right. I'm one of those people that, that just changes one word. <laughs> I mean, I know they're talking too well. I just don't know nothing today. It's I'm going to pour myself a little water while you tell me the answer. The answer is Seneca Village, which began in 1825 with the purchase of land by a trustee of the AME Zion Church. You know why games like this make me nervous? I don't know if I know enough black. Do I know enough? How black am I? Oh, my Lord, they, they gonna, we going to find out in public. So give us a follow, subscribe, and join us on The Blackest Questions.